It's a new day in the sissy.pod workroom. And here we are, getting in, getting ready, getting round to debriefing and debunking all of the drag race shenanigans. Packing our bags, we're throwing out the empty sun bottle cream. That's it. Because we're leaving Spain now, off to off to far-flung places. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. We're all going home from our, um, our summer holidays. We missed the madness in Dublin Airport. España, España's finished. Yeah, exactly. We fly on the Drag Race podcast private jet, so it's yeah, all good. Glamazonian Airways, <laughs> all the way back, all the way back to Dublin. Uh, before we get into Spain, though, I was wondering, did you see on uh, socials about Ru- uh, Drag Race winning big at the MTV Movie and TV Awards? I, yeah, I mean, I did. I thought the only thing I've actually seen about it was Maddie Morphus doing a kind of um, shady tweet about the fact that she didn't win best fight with Jasmine um, mm. Kennedy um, because Bosco and Lady Camden did. And I also did sort of think, ah, MTV, ever in the search for relevance. Now you were just trying to pile some some kudos onto Drag Race to drag some people over to to watch you again. That yeah. was my feeling on it. <laughs> yeah, like the Bosco and Lady Camden drama was good television, but would you even call it a fight? Like, no. here, here are the other people nominated. You may know these more than me. So you have Candice and Mia, the salad toss fight from The Real Housewives of Potomac. That's a salad, there's a salad involved. Margaret versus Teresa from Housewives of New Jersey. Danielle versus Kira versus Lindsay from Summer House. Never heard of that. And then Christine Quinn versus Chriselle Strauss at Selling Sunset. I mean, iconic. I, I, I mean, I, I think the gals did well to beat the Selling Sunset gals. Yeah, I, I'd have given it to Wag at the Christie, to be perfectly honest with you. But <laughs> That's not a TV moment, I guess they're not a TV Well, I mean, it, it is in many ways a TV moment. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I, I do sort of, it, it, like, I mean, I don't think, like, by by the standards of, like, a, a good old housewife catfight or, you know, what we know Christine would get up to on Selling Sunset, I don't think it really, um, like, I don't think it really qualified. Like, it was just more of a kind of a, a bit of a strop. Mm. And then, you know, the sort of Lady Camden got the sort of, you know, got the, the sort of smugness at the end because she managed to do really well yeah. in in the face of it. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't necessarily have, have classed it as a fight, though. The Kylie Sonic Nova's nominated for Best Reality Return, which, weird category, but she was beaten by Paris Hilton for Paris and Love and Cooking with Paris. So that's probably fair. I, I'm going to give it for Cooking in Paris. I'm going to give, give it, give it that one. And yeah. that's the one I would not, I don't I don't know Paris and Love. I'm, I never watch it. I didn't get into Paris and Love. But, but I, I, I watched Paris. Paris desecrate some, um, some pasta with Demi Lovato. That was, that was embarrassing for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul didn't win best host, lost out to Kelly Clarkson, which I think is absolutely fair. Uh, Drag Race beat American Idol Dancing with the Stars the challenge of the Masked Singer to win Best Competition Series um, and I think that was oh and Willow Pill uh, was nominated for Best Reality TV Star but lost to Chriselle Staus I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Christelle I think Christelle has to, has to or Christelle has to do more you know has to give over more of herself in order to in order to win that award um, I think Christine Green Christine Quinn should have won that award Christine's the best character on that show that is true but you know poor old Christelle needs something she was meant to be the standout it was time for the Espana reunion to be honest I watched this the same day I watched the finale I kind of just saved it right up 
Um, yeah, I don't know how much we want to get into it. There were some nice videos. Yara Sofia, Manila Luzon, Pedro Aldobadva. Almodovar, Almodovar, yes. The uh, the audition tapes, it was like, if you reach the final four, you don't get the embarrassment of having your audition tape shown to the world. But if you didn't, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) There was a pretty, you know, decent, considering that the last time we saw audition tapes was like season five or season four, when they did Mm. that, like... um, a casting spectacular like they, they definitely like having have improved since then and it was nice to see some of the queens and the effort they put into them particularly i would say uh our our problematic not fave samantha ballantyne uh who i'm very angry at but um like their videos seemed like really professional and and they seem you know they genuinely seemed like quite funny so i was like oh i understand in, in both these episodes i've been floored by the the just her her whole appearance and attempt at like everything she like it was like this is your best look it looked awful no i know her I finale know. I, look was awful it was now i would have to say about her like lost runway look that was a good idea it was a good idea no to be it fair just was executed you know by samantha ballantyne <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And I just, and then she wins, God, like I know I'm jumping to it now, but I was so annoyed, like she wins Miss Congeniality. And I was like, Miss Puppy Poison won last year. And I'm like, oh, so do you just give Miss Congeniality to the messiest bitch? Yeah, I, I would think that seems to be it. I know she was only there for like, what was it, like three, three weeks? four weeks? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, may, maybe Estrella like made enemies that we don't know anything about, but I don't know, because like Estrella just seemed like so absolutely lovable and maybe there was a sense of I'm not going to vote for someone who's in the top four to win Miss Congeniality. Mm. Maybe that's what it was. And like, I could understand if people were sort of thinking that way, but I do sort of think, I mean, you know, they they invented a sort of a, a fat shamey award for uh, for Australia to win, so that was fine, you know. Yeah, I wasn't sure where what I was supposed to think of that award because then they were like, okay, well at least they're giving it to Jurigi as a nomination as well. So like, you know, it's not just yeah. the bigger. Girls. Hey, everybody, let's clap while a fat pig stuffs her face at the trough. <laughs> and just the supercut of it all was just. Unnecessary. I I am gonna say on that that I do think that Australia like leans in like leans into that humor and and owns the sides of her body and is very like you know you know kind of you know gets out ahead of the joke so maybe it's it's not necessarily and he's in on the joke as well so I I mean that doesn't but really necessarily her, make her joke her, to it's make. her joke to tell you're right yeah, yeah. I you know I was trying to find a way for for myself not to be kind of like frustrated by it but I really was just like this is you know because I do think like. You know, like Sharon, Sharon was a was an amazing winner. Just to jump right to the end, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think that you know, Estrella, Estrella though was the one that I'll remember, the one who I will bring away the most affection for from this season. And I just was sad to not see her kind of get like a kind of a proper bit of a send off. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess that's that's the exception. In the she she has a good, lot of good moments, like. She added the final four. She gets to speak the most, I think, in the reunion yeah, episode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, she, she gets still four four votes for Miss Congeniality, um, and like I think she got some votes for. Like I really loved that lost look pageant we got. Yeah. That was brilliant. 
I they they need to start doing that for for Drag Race US. Like that mm. is a brilliant idea to have. Like and it would it breaks up the because like the reunion can get a bit boring sometimes, and it, like you kind of it you know especially when like they're in the sort of like the droughts where it's like they're talking about some of like the lost plot lines that didn't really go anywhere, mm. and it's like this in the middle of it kind of gives you like that runway feeling that you are missing from this. And I think it's like it's a clever way to allow people showcase fashion that they've brought from home that is not going to get seen otherwise and also like interesting for the for the viewers to kind of see because you do often wonder like oh what would this person have done for this runway yeah so like Definitely. i I, re- I was impressed by it I, and i think it's a great and i can't remember what was it like was it oh it was it the one thing that italia did that i quite liked that at the end of the season they let like all the like production and everyone would walk the runway as well <clears> and i was like that there are two things that they should take back and insert into the american runway into yeah. the American show. Like I know they had the golden they have the golden boot now, which is becoming a thing. I think they could have kept that for this season as well. But I think, you know, have the best last look as well. That was really fun. Who's who like we I suppose we can talk through some of the looks. Like um Marisa Prisa gave us that Picasso one, which I loved. Uh Ariel Wreck gave us the cleaner, who was like an ode to her mum or something. Yeah, I mean, what I mostly loved about that and wondered about what with it was like, is that Ariel symbol not you know copyrighted copyrighted yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no i i really liked it yeah i think it's because you know they they said that they've done something that had sort of honored their father and they wanted to honor their mother and all uh people who were cleaners in spain cleaners. Over COVID but there, was or whatever. A, there was a lot of talk over the course of the two episodes about like honoring you know women and like mm. particularly like sort of women who were in marginalized communities like i really find um uh, drag sure. Cephalus's oh, kind yeah. of outfit and, and beats about kind of like the wearing the 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 ribbon that kind of honors sort of women who suffer through through domestic abuse. I was like, well, that's a, like mm. a, a really powerful message and not something you ever see spoken about. So yeah. I was like, that was that was very powerful. Um, I felt bad for poor Hota Karahota when she was basically wearing a look that. Marisa Prisa had just said she whipped up herself the day before and did better. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. was wearing that like <laughs> green neon tool and it looked much better than what <laughs> Hota gave her us. Yeah, it, I, I also think like, I mean, Hota's looks that I liked during the season were the ones that leaned further back into the kind of folkloric past mm. uh, that, that she, she seems to come from. So I was a little bit sort of... Um, underwhelmed by the look that she brought and I think she would have been better like finding something that she could have brought more into that space uh I also think that another one who I who I would have liked something different from is Onyx yeah because like Onyx gave us like a couple has given us like a couple of the yeah I know I I missed the recording this week for uh for for All Stars where but it was very Evie's. Evie oddly right the yeah Onyx is... well uh, well Onyx one was like it was like the Pokemon evolution of that Evie oddly look. yeah it was like spectacular and to kind of then come out and just be like a bit of a flapper it was like oh I don't really like it was, yeah, it's fine <clears throat> like he, they were saying that they were giving diversity but but I suppose it was very similar to the character they played in that Holy Camp musical so yeah I was a bit disappointed by yeah the size of it and like I thought the Monday Mary Browns like looked good Um, they needed more I think I don't know accessorization or something it, it seemed to just be yeah a jumpsuit and a wig yeah, I mean, I, I, it definitely was different to what the, what she had worn for the rest of the season, and it, like, I mean, she came off really well in terms of like her personality. I actually yeah. really liked the outfit that she was wearing for the reunion, the kind of like her own natural hair bleached and that like crazy coloured suit. I, mm-hmm. I thought that like like kind of real gender bendy and and 
you know, like I thought that was deadly and it kind of was like, oh, this kind of edgy drag is something that I'd, I, I'd like, I really sort of See do for think her. suits for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the pit crew guy who was there, like they basically zoom in on his crotch, you know, standard fare. And like, you definitely saw pubes. Oh, there was pubes coming out all over the place. And they even referenced it. They talk about like, you know, something, it's a fart, like being lost, can't see the wood for the trees in a forest or something like that. Like there was a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pubic humor going on there. I I think even in the finale episode, the final three are holding hands and like, because their hands are like by their crotch. I ends up just being a double crotch shot. I was like, what? Yeah, I noticed this as well. It did feel a bit kind of like, why are we getting such like, like even like, I mean, (laughs) Two still shots of the hands would have been fine. Like they didn't need to pan across all the groins. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a very interesting choice. Uh, they really. I don't know. I kind of felt. I was trying to wonder. Ultimately, I'm pretty sure this. Well, obviously, if people send videos, then this was filmed after um, the no. final. No. So the only video, the only video I will allow for the fact that they got like i think that while they okay, were filming pedro it, they sent it to pedro yeah okay no but i don't even think they said, i think they just sent him the photographs or the the like the the, the that stuff to film like i think it was all done back then like i think right. absolutely like i think it has to have all been done by back then because like i i don't know like they, they obviously didn't send them home and then bring them back just to film that because you would have heard if that was the case and then they had all of the like cast members were on set for the finale as well so I think they had all come back when they filmed the finale and did this and it was all part of the same series that would be my guess like I that's why like none of the like none of the people were like whoever you are in the final well done and good luck no names nothing just you know like it was all completely like devoid of any kind of like references to the actual people or the competition but I'm confused. How does that sway it either way? Like, I mean, they all had to say who they thought was going to win. So if if it had happened afterwards, then they were all like pretending or whatever. Like they didn't know who won, if that's what you mean. Oh, wait a minute. Are they talking about the videos from like Manila Luzon and... Yeah, yeah. I think I think they were done after the, like, s- since the show, like as the series has been airing. Oh, I, did they, I didn't even like say anything about who they thought was going to win. No, now that you say it, I, I, I think so. But the Pedro stuff definitely... Felt like he had seen the show. And then I guess the way it was edited made me feel like... Like, that was the finished editing product. They wouldn't have had that by the time they were filming this. But maybe they were looking at something that we weren't looking at. So I think that with the Pedro one, that they they obviously had sent him on footage of the runway. And that, like, I'm assuming that the Havis are well connected in the in the filmy, mo- in the filmy world. And they were able to, oh, have a look at this. It's going to be on the next season of Drag Race. Mm. And then he was like, oh, that's amazing. And then, like, because he was like, oh, I sent the footage on to Chanel and to Galliano and to mm. all these other people whose names you've heard in The Devil Wears Prada. And um, he's like, don't be surprised if you hear from them now. So I kind of was like, whatever he had been sent on, I think he had obviously shared on, which he probably shouldn't have done. But I do think, like, that it was, like, I think that it, that could have happened, like, while they were just filming the series. Because if you think about it, like, that was what, the, like, the fourth runway. Yeah. So they still had, like, several weeks of filming until they got to the point where they would be filming the finale so they could have sent it on to him and got him to send a message back okay i mean yeah maybe no i I assumed it was more recently but maybe you're right well i guess no one was discussing 
fans or like how the internet reacted to something like there was none of that discourse so that probably leans in more in your favor yeah that, i mean i do think there was no conversation about anything that had happened like that the response to it and like you know the two first episodes were kind of briefly the until all star seven came around like the best most highest rated episodes of drag race mm. and so they absolutely would have referenced, referenced that, that true if if there had been but i don't like i, I don't mind I'll, no I'll no i have no issue with I'll, it. I'll I'll trying, i was just trying i was just trying to see on was just like oh i really wish onyx had got to the final <laughs> <laughs> no i was just trying to see how the sausage was made so like when when they bring up about lola flores's shawl to hota like so that was the first time Hota saw any of like the talking heads of Estrella like talking smack about her then. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because I'd that's an awful scenario to have to witness that all your sisters were bitching about you and you hadn't seen it before. I just sort of assumed that they had seen it. Now look, maybe they showed them before they started filming or whatever, but I was like I felt really bad for her because I was like, oh, she just has to react in front of all these people that they're reaching about her. I'm pretty sure that like her production person would have gone through with them like more or less what they were going to be talking about. Okay. Like ahead of time because other than that, like they wouldn't have really known to like be prepared to think about what they would they they would have then been like like they wouldn't necessarily have known what they were what they needed to talk about so they yeah. wouldn't have perhaps mentally prepared for it so i would say that there was a brief outline as to what they were going to be speaking about they would have been told we're going to be talking about the marina fight we're going to be talking about the shawl we're going to be talking and about the diamante bit that she was lying about being a designer i didn't know that was much of a storyline no but and this is what probably tells you that like it was filmed at the time it's because they had to pick out things that they thought were going to be more okay like that we're moment. going to be more of a moment whereas yeah. that just was like oh right okay we're, really we're talking about this we have a month we have a three minute montage on this do we okay all right fine <laughs> not gonna lie i watched this while making breakfast so when i saw the montage i was like right okay let's scramble these i also eggs. i also scramble these eggs um but i also was like i don't remember there being any pleats and wasn't like demonte sent home in that challenge yeah <laughs> so i was really like guys what are you building this into like, I think that there obviously just wasn't an enormous amount of drama in the in the like, that, w- in the that didn't involve Jirigi. <laughs> yeah, that's it, and it was just like it can't just be Jirigi versus the world. But yeah, like it, it was, um, like that was definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel to yeah. try and create something. I think so. Yeah, it didn't really work that well. Uh, so other than that, then they all have to say who they think is going to win. Sharon win gets three votes. Australia gets two. Benita gets two. Marina gets one. I was glad. I hoped. I was hoping Marina wouldn't get none. So glad Hota. Yeah, I I feel like Hota. Good for Hota who who did that because I do feel like perhaps they were just like I need to give one to <coughs> Marina so that they don't have none and that would be sad. Yeah, that would be sad. I mean, we'll get to the the reaction to them not being in the final lip sync at, at the next stage, but like well, let's move on they... to that next stage. Like we'll okay, pretty much everything in the reunion. But, but yeah, if they if they didn't like if Marina didn't realize that they were not going to be like that they absolutely weren't going to win you know maybe they didn't they just wanted to lip sync i just thought their reaction was a bit like like i don't know it was a little sort of over the top or something well i didn't understand why they were doing it why did they not just let her lip sync so i think that they just didn't let her lip sync because first of all there was too much space on the stage there wasn't enough space in the stage for four Mm. people but also she's a she's actually genuinely a really good lip syncer and so therefore she could have turned out a lip sync that actually was like deserving of the win (laughs) and like it could have been a case where they were like oh wow how do we like i know they can kind of edit it whatever way they want to but i suppose they just probably wanted 
like they knew that they, they absolutely knew that she wasn't going to win the competition. Yeah. So they just said, right, well, we're just going to put her to sit back in the back with the rest of them. I, I do think I, they I should have sent unfair. two of them back. Yeah, I thought it was unfair just to pick her and send her home. Yeah, like I, I do think that it would have been, but it also would have been unfair to either Bandita or Estrella to not allow them have the opportunity to lip sync because they had really been the front runners of the competition. I wouldn't have said like with, no, 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 no. But yeah, those three were the best. Those three yeah. were those three were the best. Like yeah. those three were the yeah. obvious top three, and they were the ones who kind of well, I don't know. Like you could have like in a oh, different like, world, in a different world, like Drag Sethless could have been in there as well. Yeah, yeah. If the top if the top four had been basically the top three plus Drag Sethless, you would have been you would have wanted a top four lip sync. But I think with Marina yeah. there, it's like I don't need to see whatever she was, reveals. Yeah, you she have. was clearly forced from our point of view the way they've edited it. Um, yeah. So it, it, it didn't feel fine, but I just felt I was like, this just felt unfair to single her out and kick her off and then like Hota crying in the background and all. It did feel a bit unfair. So I was a bit, of, I was a bit, I think she was just shocked that that's how it was happening. I thought she yeah. was like, here I am in the final four, not going to win, but I'm clearly like on the level of these girls. And then they were like, no, you're no, not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt bad for her. To be fair, yeah. Um, every episode, Supreme comes out and r- reminds us what's at stake. There's twenty million euro. There's a one year supply of Crush cosmetics, and this episode, there's a cock cake. Hey, is it that the the, the twenty million euro is? Why did I go hey there? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Who are you talking to me? <laughs> is it that the, the, the 30,000 is sponsored by these cock lollies? Or is it that the cock lollies are an additional prize? But like, why was why were the cock lollies... The whole, like, did the cock lollies not pay up for sponsorship in the other 11 episodes? Like, why did the cock lollies only appear in the, like, come to Spain challenge and then in the final episode? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I honestly am just like I'm. I'm sort of at a loss for for like what what they, like the most bizarre project placement. I just like like I, more more so that that brand would have enough money to be able to pay whatever amount of sponsorship is necessary to sponsor like a major prize and a, a, a and a, and a mid season episode on mm. like a like a nationally broadcasted Spanish competition reality show. Like, I mean, unless it's very cheap. I don't know. Like, or maybe there, there's like, their head of CEO is just a big Drag Race fan. They're like, right, we're going to blow the marketing budget this year. Or we're just going to go straight for the finale of Drag Race España. Because like, every time it was mentioned, it was like, cut to somebody being like, mmm, yummy. Oh, I'm hungry. Like, I don't know. Got pride and place in this episode. No one it cared really about did. Crash Cosmetics by the end of it. They were like, just Ooh. give me that goddamn cock lolly cake. <laughs> when I go to Spain next I'm going to seek out one of those cock lollies And see what the fuss is all about Well I was there I was told to go get one But the queues were massive It was like 20 people in the queue ahead of me Is this like there. when Cronuts happened in like 2014? <laughs> this is like Well there, there was cock lollies and there was vulva lollies As well So it's not just limited Well that's I'm glad that we aren't limiting it exclusively mm-hmm. to, to the gender binary Yeah in well, one side of the one side of the gender binary, but it is actually quite. What, what about non-binary and intersex cock lollies? That's what. Well, I want intersex to know. is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, sex organs are sex. Gender is different to sex. You know, I, 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 non-binary will leave out of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
we'll see intersex yeah. will be interesting next season well I guess yeah anyway we'll leave it at that with the cock lolly cake a post-op cock <laughs> a post-op Volvo lolly <laughs> the diversification that go, that I know get, this. <laughs> get ready on the, if, if you're not careful you'll be accused of pink washing <laughs> um, how did you find the tic tac lunches I didn't really learn a huge amount from any particular person. Like, it kind of felt a bit, like, sort of... I, I, I don't know. I, I sort of zoned out a little bit in the in the middle bit of this episode because I was, like, you know, waiting for the performance and the runway and all that sort of stuff. I, I didn't pay too much attention to what was happening. It was sort of just nice to see them all have their moment to be vulnerable. And mm. that was more or less it, you know? And, you know, I, I can't remember. Was it, did Estrella talk about the, the body shaming stuff? I think she did a little bit. I, I, the, the, my takeaway from Australia's conversation was she only started drag because she was trying to get away from a guy so she started chatting to some drag queens and the three drag queens took her in and like basically converted her there and then I was like wow what an interesting story because normally it's like oh I've been wearing heels around the house for 10 years that I decided to do drag this was, <laughs> was just like I don't want to fuck this guy please save me I'll join your cult <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I'm happy for her. I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I really loved the conversation between Supreme and Sharon because I kind of just felt like I see Sharon at the same level as Supreme. Like, Me too, completely. I, you know, you never get anyone on Drag Race at the same level as RuPaul. But in this one, I was like, they are two people who are at the same level. They're at the top of their game. They've been doing drag for 20 plus years. I would actually listen to an hour of that conversation. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I like, I mean, I, you, you saw them even the way they were sitting together. And the other thing I have to say is like, you really get a sense from Sean that she is very humble mm. and she kind of like understands the need to be nice and kind to people that she doesn't take like she doesn't even in the the reunion when kind of like people were talking like the brief conversation about whether she kind of like just assumed she was going to win because everyone else did and she was very kind of like you know she, she seemed very very authentic when she said no I never took it for granted I never assumed anything I came in here knew I had a lot to lose and, and all that like I, it mm. was I don't know it just it did it just felt like two peers having exactly. having a conversation that and yeah, it was, and like even you know, it was like Carmen Ferrara is like sort of peak beauty and drag excellence, but like I think Sharon somehow has managed to even surpass her in terms of I think just like comfortability in herself and like that sort of regalness. Yeah, I think so. Like Carmen is a very Jada Essence Hall, like beautiful, amazing seamstress, but it's it's that area of the market that she's capitalizing in like the the kind of new wave of drag created by the show on instagram and that sort of stuff where sharon seems to be the real sort of old school theater comedy obviously looks good as well cultural references so they're, they're both offering totally different things which i think is good yeah yeah i think so and i think it's nice when you see the that like sort of talent is there like it really does speak to how like it, it, i suppose like the the two winners that we've had out of uh out of spain really show that like it's a franchise that you could see multiple seasons from because obviously there is a very big pool of talent of queens of, of yeah of queens to pull from and like there is like these exceptionally talented queens interesting though i remember in the reunion i think supreme asked like oh who applied the first season and virtually all of them i think except bendita said that they had mm. so i suppose maybe it's a smaller pool than we expect and, and next year it'll be like oh right we're in the real dregs now <laughs> <laughs> can't see which canarian 
queen arrives next yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> and which one of Killer Queen's um, cousins or friends <laughs> shows up. Yeah. Um, I know we were discussing the hungriest queen and the sort of fat phobia around that. I had more of an issue from a fat phobia point of view of the whole Australia being lifted thing. Because there was there was like a whole thing in the choreo about Australia being lifted. She didn't want to be lifted. She didn't think she was able to. And then the final performance, there was no lifts. Yeah, I I because I was watching out for that to see if if they actually included it, but they didn't. And it was like it, it was very much just a person who is like especially because Australia is very confident and like very certain of themselves, yeah. but then to be put into a position where they're like not able, where they don't have. Well, not even where they don't have the ability to do something, but where it would be dangerous to put them in a position if mm. they were to try and do that. Like, and obviously they were going to leave it out. So I did think that it was unnecessary to include it. Um, and, and they absolutely could have had the same kind of tensions built up around whether or not the like choreogra- choreography was going to go well without yeah. it. Especially because when they make such a big point about something, you then do watch out for it and it didn't happen. So you're kind of like, oh, it mustn't have happened. And then like, a lot of people's mind will assume, oh, they had to cut that out because that fat bitch couldn't get lifted. Mm. And that is not a nice thought to put in people's heads. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was a very strange inclusion. Um, so any brace we were onto the runway, I loved uh, pretty much everything all the judges were wearing. I loved what Anna Loking was wearing. I loved what Javier Calvo was wearing. I loved uh, Supreme's dress. Didn't love the wig. Oh, I love the wig. I loved everything with it. Like the, the, the fire engine red, the like black... I think you mean uh, T- Tina Burner Red. The T- sorry, the Tina Burner Red, yeah. uh, and then the Ellie Diamond Eight Counts that they all did at the beginning of the runway. Um, no, I, I really, I really enjoyed the 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 wig and the the dress was gorgeous for me. I thought she looked stunning, so regal and beautiful. Um, and yeah, again, like both the Havies looked absolutely gorgeous, and Anna Loking did look a bit conical headed, conical headed, mm-hmm. uh, which might, brought me into like a bit more of a I don't know strange fantasy zone but you know each to her own well I love the nails I love the actual dress that she oh wearing. yeah I thought she looked gorgeous I just didn't like the, the weird yeah I didn't necessarily love the hair but it was fine yeah. we, got, we got over it the production of the video was really good this is one of the best so fa- finales that we've seen internationally absolutely it was and I loved the like fact that it started off in the the workroom and with them doing some like boy drag cardio like i really thought that was the carmen ferrella moment dropping off the the crown oh how how meaningful i mean i was trying to work out was that the dress she was wearing at the finale last yeah it was was. because she was wet and stuff so i was wondering because remember she poured the water over herself so i was like is that was that a continuation of the look okay nice yeah, no, they they brought it back as in like she had just like she was back from like she had appeared from last moment. And, yeah. And put it back and she wrote her little thing. I loved that. I thought that was really cool. It was a, such a fun detail. Mm. And then like them all like coming into the room and the whole like it really did just sort of like it it, it banged. It did. <laughs> well it was, done. It was well good. Done, so I might listen to that again. Me too. Super, and also like nice to have a like not nice to not have a RuPaul song in the finale mm. like good enough to like actually be like no we're gonna like create a, but something that like is actually more regionally specific so we're gonna have Supreme produce some music that then we're going to to 
to uh, have people sample them. I really liked it. So it was great. I'd say it was a difficult performance because it was, what, the four queens and then the, what, the ten backing dancers and the other eight members of the staff <laughs> or, or the queens that I was just like, God, they could barely move, I'd say, up there. And no, the other part of me was like, God, I'd love if Anna Loki got up and danced as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like like in Kitty Girl when they had like Ross and Michelle and all that. Yeah, just, like, exactly. I want a full, at the end of a musical, full ensemble performance up there and they all do the choreo. <laughs> That's kind of what I wanted. Um, like I don't know if there's anything more I can say I thought it was a great video it was fun performances it was really enjoyable I loved Sharon's vocals I think oh she sold the show oh my god amazing I thought Marina was very vulnerable in her lyrics I thought Australia had a good message I didn't really get anything from Benita in the in the video yeah I mean it lo- looked pretty good in the video they all looked great Sharon's vocals were absolutely just beyond stunning like it, mm. I, I was did not expect that voice at no. all and I know I'd forgotten about it because I know she sort of opened up singing but like I think Jirigi did slightly better so like Jirigi sort of overshadowed her but I forgot that she had the pipes then but when it came to yeah. this so no me too I did love our little like re- review of like seeing like the, the, their best bits going on because I'd forgotten about like some of the highlights of the season like especially back to like the I'd forgotten particularly about Sharon's talent and um Estrella's talent and how much mm. I had loved them when they happened and it just kind of reminds me that this has been such a good season overall like it and you know normally when you get to this end of it you are a bit like okay right I'm ready for this to be over but actually this cast was so strong that it kept my interest right the way through yeah I would say so too normally I'm the first to get fatigued at a season but like I definitely remember it. And the worst thing is, and I know we've we've kind of ribbed season fourteen. I was I, I could barely remember half the cast season fourteen there. I was trying to remember during the week. Oh my god! When I when we at the beginning of this when we were talking about um Maddie Morphosis, I was like I had to search every second corner of my brain to remember Kennedy was the name of that that the second name of that that <laughs> Jasmine. I know, I know. Uh, let's get on to the final looks. What do you think of Benitas? Benedictas. I didn't love it. I thought it was a bit too weird. I liked it, but I just think that the exposed bum is a bit done. Yeah. Because the- there was also Marissa Prissa in, in there kind of like... Yeah, she did one of red, didn't she? Yeah. So I did, I did think that the that, that Benita's exposed bum was better than that. Mm. You know, but I also... Not to like bum we, shame, but Not yeah. to bum shame. We have seen... I'm trying to remember now. I know that I didn't like the wig. That's the thing. I didn't like the wig or the hairline. I can't remember okay. what it was now. That it had gone off... It's gone out of my head like what it was. But I remember being like, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. But I... Really? Yeah. I don't know. The, the, there has been something about her looks all season that like she, she does this kind of like Dita Von Tease thing. So obviously the kind of like cabaret side that she wants to lean into... You know, it's what she feels comfortable in, but I just wasn't like overly pushed on it. Mm. Marina, I felt left the worst to last. I didn't get this. I didn't get the no. ring around her head. I didn't. I didn't hit the floor. No. Now, My only thing was... I was thinking was when she said there's lots of reveals under here. Was was she talking about the dress? Maybe that's what the purpose of it was, but no. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's what it was. Like, she was talking about, like, that that this dress obviously had been constructed for the finale lip sync and that there mm. was lots of different things you could pull off it and, you know, do with it. And, you know, God help her. She probably should have, you know, she probably should have, like, led with a, with a more glamorous upfront look rather than something mm. that was going to, like, give her a spin in the finale lip sync that she didn't even get into. Yeah. Um... Estrella's sort of primary colour flamenco revealed Mary Antoinette sort of bustly thing. Yeah, I this, really liked it. This was I thought a it was good fun. elevation. Yeah. 
It was. Now, like, obviously we've seen, you know, it, 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 there's always the, the fear of the concurrent seasons when you get people who do something that's similar. Like, we've obviously had a Jinx Monsoon-esque version of this that I mm. think was probably, you know, at a, at a higher level. Or even Raj's sort of French yeah. monarchy look. Yeah, so, like, I think that, you know, that... And it, it, looked, it did look a little bit kind of more cheaply made... But I like the little reveal thing where it opened and you can see the bustles. I liked then that in the lip sync, you know, there were kind of like things in the little pads that you could take out and play with. So that was mm. fun. And I did think she looked she looked pretty. Yeah, <laughs> pretty. She looked pretty. <laughs> yeah, you look pretty. Um, then Sharon gave us this sort of silver coat of arms. Oh my God, that was But also so sort funny. of bird-like. It's like, iridesc- it's like sort of like iridescent, almost yeah. like feathered. Like it was... Yeah, that was absolutely stunning. Yeah. I didn't love the headpiece, but then when she took it off in the lip sync and the like slick black hair fell down, I was like, mm. okay, that was actually worth the wait. I think so. To- I, I didn't love the silhouette of it. I think you probably could have came in more, but it was still very good. Yeah, but I I love like the KP arms on it as well. Like I just thought she mm. looked like she just. I True. mean, I just think she she has been such the winner of this season right since the very beginning of it. Though, yeah. So there's there's really uh, any. Honourable mentions uh, in the back cast for the finale looks. Um, I think Jirigi looked amazing. The sort yeah. of purple tool with the sequin sort of gypsy headpiece. Everyone allowed to say that word, I'm not sure. But like, but belly dancing headpiece, I'll say. Um, I just thought she looked great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember now who the ones that I... Like, Marissa Priss, I didn't really enjoy. I thought that... What did Onyx do? Onyx? Though, that was a weird like thing, like the the kind of like the, the with the like the big sausagey bits and the mm. like and it was the like an arabesque star- pattern on the dress. Yeah, the sort of Star Wars thing. That was quite cool. Like it was something. It was something interesting. Like it was very. That was clearly the finale look that Onyx was going to wear. Like you yeah. got the impression that that's what that was. Um, Seth last gave us that big sort of that was cool iconography. Like big, yeah, I I loved that. Like the way it kind of was like playing obviously into to her kind of style of drag. So there was like some that were really gorgeous in there. Um, this is terrible that I can't really remember who else was like well, Jirigi, Ariel, oh this is it Ariel Jirigi. gave us like Ariel the Mermaid Samantha Ballantyne gave us an awful red and silver number and honestly when she came out it reminds me of that video of the top four of season 13 watching Elliot with two Jesus final look and they all just go quiet like that's honestly how I felt the judges reaction to Samantha's yeah. Hota gave us like a black mesh with a sort of like dog collar and Diamante Mary Brown gave us a what I thought was quite nice, like a black and white sort of ruched yeah. dress. Um, yeah, that's the all. Good on them all for trying. You were going to say something about Jirigi? <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jirigi's, I think over the course of this entire series, just Jirigi's um, pa- pa- Pedro Aldemovar look is the most stunningly beautiful that like yeah. any queen I think may have ever looked on any series of drag race and they cut back to that once or twice and you just are like this this person is unbelievable mm-hmm. so I was I, I just think that none of them lived up to that kind of beauty um but yeah it was it was it was a, it was a uh, fine it was a fine assemblage of drag queens wearing nice dresses. Yeah, it kind of. I felt it. Other than Samantha Ballantyne, who clearly was the worst, it kind of did feel like they all went out in the right order. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I do sort of. 
I do maybe wish Seth less. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I wish that, like, if, if we could have swapped over Seth Liss and Marina, I probably would have been... Yeah, would have been perfect. Yeah. Would have been perfect. Because I don't necessarily know that Marina brought much more to the competition. Like, even when you were looking back over her kind of high points, there was, like, the the kind of suffragette style or the suffragette style or kind of like feminist uh, drag queen moment that mm. that they'd done early on in the competition. Um, obviously, they did quite well at the roast, but it was just, I don't know, just as a character, they just, they, they, there were stronger people I would have liked to have seen going far in yeah. Sethless mainly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's the final three then in the lip sync. There was a lot of stunts in this. Uh, Marissa was probably the main main stuntery the salt the watch the picture of Carmen the croissant the shiny yo-yos Benita had another bum reveal um but Sharon did a great job because that heart fell off her chest and you were like oh god that's a bit messy and then she picks it up again and tears it apart it's filled with glitter and you're like oh wow you're totally forgiven that was great yeah I know and it was like there was by the end of the stage it was like you know you, you needed to get like the people with those big you know six foot wide brushes in yes. to, to sweep across it. Uh, like and it was like scattered with all sorts of stuff and people have been throwing you know condiments off the stage you know? um, but yeah I, I do feel like Sharon was a very confident performer you got the, like didn't do a huge amount but like what she did was really powerful and I think mm. that like say the, the wig reveal or, well, like the the headpiece removal and then the like the the heart thing and taking off the gloves and having the glitter in the gloves like it, like those little touches really kind of like elevated her performance whereas there was something kind of messy and all over the place about both Australia and 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 Vendita, I felt um I got oh the end bit where Vendita <clears throat> pulled um Sharon in for a kiss I yeah. was like over the line no get out of there that's not acceptable to me I didn't think it was unacceptable. I just didn't like it. I was just like, that's tacky. It's not the VMAs in 2001 and you're not Madonna. Exactly. Nor are you Britney or Christina. No. Uh, <laughs> Carmen Ferrara looked great, as one might expect. Absolutely beautiful. All that gold glistening. All gorgeous. That, all that glistens is gold in Carmen exactly. Ferrara's case. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked great. And then Sharon won. And I really got the feeling that this wasn't a multi-crowning film. I feel like they were just like, no, Sharon's winning. This is a, a genuine response. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that th- there was... Th- I, I do believe that there would have been no point in them filming uh, three of the winning... Or three of the, the, the crownies. Because I do think all of the other queens realised that this was the direction it was going to go. So much so that I was actually checking her track record... You know me, loving the stats. So she has the best, if not the second best, track record of the whole franchise's history. So Bianca Del Rio was in one more episode than her. And they both had three wins and five highs. And Bianca has two safes and Sharon has one safe. So I would say they're tied as as the same track record. Like, like out of all the episodes, Sharon was only just safe at once. Like, that is phenomenal. Yeah. That is like I mean, that just shows the pure class that this queen has, like, and the, the the absolute sort of legendary status. So, like, I I really do like hope like we get it if we're like I know that they've already by all accounts filmed the next versus the world franchise, uh, yes. and there there does apparently seem to be some sort of a oh no, it's only the the all winners that there was the no. Uh, well, there seems to be 
this this what what Twitter's been saying on Reddit, whatever, is that you could only need to be, you have to be crowned by RuPaul if you're getting asked to an all winners all season winners. going going forward. I don't know if they to be cast or not. But Isis Couture, the winner of Canada season two, is on the next season of Versus the World. So perhaps there is a space for the winner of Spain also on a Versus the World of the franchise. Hmm. That was a big old spoiler there, but yes. <laughs> well, we don't know if they are. Like this is based on based on like current internet speculation. Yes, 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 yes. But actually, I have seen, and there was some tea with Eve six thousand during the week that like apparently a lot of the queens in season two of Canada weren't happy with how it was rolled out, and I think we had similar. Um, sort of misgivings that like we were talking about it we thought it was a great season but no one was really talking about it so I think that's how they're they're pitching Isis going back which is like oh no one cared about season two so this is my actual chance to get yeah I I, I, I yeah I, I saw a bit of that like I mean I did see as well that there was some drama about uh, with Alaska and Eve 6000 mm. um, but yeah I like I think the problem for a lot of the international franchises last year was that when you got towards the end of the year, particularly coming up to like October, there was so much drag race happening. And we'd already Mm. had, like, if you think about by like this time last year, you'd had a UK season, an all-star season, a US season. season, And you were coming into where you were going to have like, I think there was another, there was like six more seasons to go. Yeah. And so like, it just was, there was just it was just relentless and i think like a lot of people like like we've even found this you know behind the scenes tea in terms of reaching out to people to be guests and people who would have been reliably like super into coming on have been like oh look i've had to hang up my drag race hat for a while because there's so mm. much of it so that drag race fatigue is really is like really is real and i think people are just kind of you know i suppose they're they're in order to maintain a love for the franchise probably only engaging with the ones that they know they really like and I wonder now, is there this mass Fenton Bailey Wow Presents Plus sort of coordination going on? Because by all accounts, Drag Race Down Under Season 2 has been wrapped and sitting in the can for ages and it hasn't even been announced. And I wonder maybe are they actually just going to drip feed it so that, yeah, there's always one season of Drag Race on, but like no one's really clashing. But I, I feel like as if they're, they're going to do that with the Rue seasons. Like I don't think yeah. you're going to get another situation where Rue's seasons are clashing because I think that last UK versus year... the world and season 14 clashed right so oh yeah they did but that was and only U- for a couple of weeks and UK2 and, and no it was the yeah. whole the whole run of, of whole, UK versus the world and UK2 yeah. and season 13 yeah you're right so they did clash yeah so then I don't know what's going on with the like it, it feels as if and this is like per, like entirely just to do with speculation but it feels like as if they are very, very, very invested in making All Star Seven a massive success. Yes, and like kind of a comeback of sorts because of people. To, well, maybe that's me putting words in their mouth, but like the if there has been a sense of a dip in quality or if people getting tired of it, bringing it back to a sense of like this is the glory days of of mm. Drag Race again. So maybe they are being more careful and they want to ensure that people aren't getting sick and tired of it, and so that means they're being a bit more drip feedy with it. Um, which would explain why they'd be pull it, holding back on Rue. But like when it comes to the international franchises, I'm assuming they're just kind of letting them run wild and do whatever they want. Yeah, because... which you're like France is going to start soon, and that's going to clash with All Star Seven. So yeah, you're probably yeah. right. And I mean, 
is it like Dragos Philippines is well that's only was only announced so I don't know whether yeah. that can, that's going to be coming out. We but like I mean, but also like say we haven't heard anything about a second season of Italia, which I assume you know potentially means that mm. it's it 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 maybe isn't coming and we ha- seem to have Holland heard... Holland's cancelled right so that's has there but well, we I, we haven't heard officially have we no. we've only heard sort of you know rumors of that so i i do think that kind of perhaps what you know the ones that aren't sticking are just being let go now yeah all right thank you for uh, joining us here in the work group your support as always is much appreciated next week we're doing things slightly differently James and I are going to be tic-tacking uh, doing episodes solo episodes on the Queens of All-Star 7 a sort of recap of their original season what they've been doing how they started drag and we've made uh, predictions on how they're going to be doing in the season even though the season has already started uh, so uh, yeah we'll be doing one a week uh, kicking off next week I'll be taking the reins and chatting about Jada Essence Hall uh, and then James will be taking over from there. So we're doing things slightly differently. Then we're on a break in August because uh, I think we're both on holidays. And then we'll be back in September. So that's when we'll be covering France then as a sort of retrospective. So that's a sort of like look forward to the next few months and what to expect. All right. Well, we yeah, you'll hear from me next week. Check my Jada. So talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.